latest episode of the tetracast it is episode 107 it is april 14 we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of april almost halfway through the month i am your host josh torres i am joined by james galizio hello and i am joined by adam reese hello welcome gentlemen to the podcast so what's going on it's uh it's kind of been a little bit dry for new games recently yeah. I, I, for for me like i'm kind of waiting for god of war next friday i'm <laughs> waiting for battle tech and i'm waiting for the english version of the new super robot wars which is i think the last week of april but i've kind of not been playing a lot of new games uh i, I yeah, me neither. for some reason i dipped back into ace combat for a little bit i felt like I don't know why I felt like playing Ace Combat, but it's probably a good excuse for me to start replaying some of those games before um, the new one comes out whenever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot that I've been doing. Uh, all of, The only thing that's really been keeping my time, which is tangentially RPG-related, is I've been checking out the Persona 5 anime. I think the episode 2 just aired. Um, that, that, that seems okay. And um, Caligula premiered last weekend and i, I wish adam vitali was here because he's the one who reviewed that for us there's an anime for that yeah it's, it, yeah mm-hmm. they're so so it's kind of weird they're kind of pushing caligula as this like like new big franchise which is clearly not what it is uh if, if, uh, if you remember <laughs> like caligula got localized over here as caligula something uh for the vita it was only on vita and then what they're doing next is doing a a PS4 remake of that game called Caligula Overdose, along with this new um, anime. Uh, we got the Caligula well. effect. Yeah, that's there what There we go, called. the Caligula effect. Um, so I don't know why they're pushing yeah. that super hard. I don't remember it being very great from what Adam Vitaly had to say. But I don't know. Oh, I it think seems kind of hated Maybe it. <laughs> yeah. in the game. Maybe. Like, I, I, the, the first episode is kind of all kinds of weird. But other than yeah. that, I haven't been really checking out too much. Uh, James, let's start with you. What have you been checking out? Uh, basically, the only game I played for any significant portion of time this week has been Nino Kuni 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Razor Game Store opened up earlier last week, and uh, they had a deal on it, and they had a an additional discount code and all that sort of stuff. I didn't manage to get the uh, test one two three code working. I didn't even know that was a thing until it was already fixed. But what, what are you talking get... about? The test one two three code. Um, <laughs> when the game store first opened up, the Razer CEO, I think, yeah, had a Facebook CEO. post advertising it, and in the discount code field in his screen cap, he had test one two three, and so naturally people are like, "Huh, I wonder if that's an actual code, and if it does anything." They tried it, and it was a fifty percent off anything code oh man that's awesome yeah so the tw- twitter feed was like exploding with all these deals you can get like you can get this game for fi- uh, for 50 50- this game for 52 and it it worked with the so one of the things the razor game store does is that there's a, a certain portion like four games each week that also has some extra benefits like a 10 percent off coupon any razor hardware a 15 percent off coupon any game in the game store and and stuff like that so uh 
Nino Kuni 2 was one of those games, as well as, I believe, Assassin's Creed Origin? Pretty much everything. Like, uh, you could think of a lot of the games. I, I yeah. picked up a few myself. Anyways, point being, I didn't do that, but I did get uh, Nino Kuni 2 for like 45 bucks, 44 bucks, and I also got a 15% off coupon on my next purchase. So, yeah, pretty no, good. Yeah, not a good uh, price. That's only been yeah. out for a few weeks, so. Yeah. Game's good. Uh, was pretty easy, so I was using Cheat Engine to kind of tweak the difficulty for the first few chapters. Oh, that's cool. Okay, uh, so the what were what were you using uh, for the Cheat Engine? Like, were you just uh, altering like stats of the enemies, like their enemies uh, HP up and your attack down? Uh, what I was doing is I made it so that the enemies dealt twice as much damage, and I dealt like half as much damage or something okay. like that. And then uh, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Did you find and, Did you find uh, the game more enjoyable like that? Yes, and like I saw online, there is a bit of a difficulty spike to a more reasonable difficulty, like around chapter late four, chapter five. So I turned off Cheat Engine then. It feels like, okay, this is obviously easier than what I had it set at, but it feels a lot more engaging. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend if you're getting the game, try it out with Cheat Engine if you feel like it's a bit too easy, and then like just turn it off. It's like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. Um, Did you beat game the game? Itself is- no, I'm about halfway through it. I'm okay. in the I'm in Hydropolis, I think. Or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know where you're at. Um, about halfway. Uh, been kind of playing it on and off, kind of wondering if I should wait until I get some more RAM because one of the things I noticed when I was playing through it is uh, on my new system, which I talked about like last week, got a Ryzen five fourteen hundred and uh, decent CPU, but being a pre-built, obviously the RAM it came with wasn't the best. <laughs> Where, where do you feel? So, if you, uh, where do you run into like the, the the weird performance issues on it? Because I know a lot of people on the base PS4 when they go to like the overworld map, uh, it, they, they feel like it's kind of chugging a little bit for them. Yeah, it chugs a little bit there. But the main thing I'm running into is a weird bit of CPU bottleneck when it seems, and it seems like it's due to the memory. Mm-hmm. Because what I'll be hitting is like in the forest, like Niles Forest. I noticed that it is the worst FPS in the entire game there for me. Wow. And and I'm looking at the, the performance metrics, and it's not the game, it's not the CPU maxing out. Like, the CPU is hitting, like, 60%, but especially when you see a bunch of enemies on screen, my GPU usage actually drops, and the frame rate drops. So I'm thinking, okay, okay it's got to be a CPU bottleneck. I looked up some um, benchmarks for Ryzen, and I noticed some similar situations where it's obviously memory-related, for Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I figured, okay, I bet if I get 3200 megahertz dual-channel RAM with lower latency, I could probably get a lock 60 in this game. Right now it's playable, but I'm kind of debating, should I just keep playing it, or should I wait until I get the better RAM and then finish it? That's a tough call, because I really, I I am pretty sensitive to, like, performance issues as well, but when when something's, like, running very smoothly for me, I don't care if it's 30 or 60 at this point, I just want it to run consistently anytime that it kind of hitches a little bit, and it adds up to, like, my my psyche, like, my, it's just my sanity just... Yeah, and I, I, especially, especially I could lock it at 30 FPS, but knowing that if I just had a bit better RAM, I Mm -hmm. could run it at a locked 60, it's like, no, I can't. I think at that so, point yeah. you should just probably get the RAM. Uh, I mean, yeah. our RAM prices aren't insane right now. Can't imagine. If I want to get 16 gigabytes of 3200 megahertz RAM, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to uh, <clears throat> spend around 200 bucks. 
Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's the kind of Achilles heel for Ryzen, if you will, that you really do need that faster RAM. It will be less of a problem with Ryzen Plus, well, Zen Plus, because they kind of have improved the memory latency, but you're still going to want fast RAM because Ryzen really does benefit from it. Yeah. That, I, damn, at that price point, I don't know then. I, I don't think it's worth it to like, un- well, unless, was... unless, unless you're really, unless you plan to play something else like, immediately after it that'll be more taxing i don't well, know it's more future proofing because mm-hmm. again i got the pre-built because i kind of had to so yeah. like if you've been noticing like spoilers well not really spoilers but in the staff chat i've been talking with zach about like uh ryzen well the ryzen 2000 series and we've been thinking about upgrading probably going to go for the 2700x since the benchmarks have some benchmarks are out now the validity of some of them are kind of in question but for the type of stuff both of us want to do, it seems like it would be a good upgrade for us, especially me with the Ryzen 5 1400. I'm literally going to be doubling my core and thread count, and I'm going to be having just much better performance overall. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're really to uh, swallow that tough pill like right now, then maybe it's worth it. My GPU will last me for a, a while, so just need to think about the CPU. And then that's a good thing about Zen is that it, has the upgrade path. You don't have to swap out your motherboard every time you want to upgrade, unlike a certain CPU manufacturer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, well, just kind of like general impressions of Nino Kuni. I know we talked about it to death on this podcast in previous episodes. So this is like game. a mm-hmm. beautiful game. I mean, it's obviously not the most technically impressive, but it has a very nice art style. It has very smooth animations. I like the soundtrack. I like the overworld map, though. I noticed some people don't aren't the biggest fans of it. it it's I was in the mood, I've been in the mood for a bit more of a comfier RPG, if you get what I mean. And oh, yeah. it's more fitting that bill. So, yeah. yeah. I'll, I will also say is that although I've been having some performance issues, which is totally just because of my RAM battle, bottleneck, besides for the small little quirks people have been having, like with multi monitor, display port, that sort of stuff, it seems to overall be very well optimized. It scales very nicely across multiple cores, which is very encouraging. To Bandai Namco has been really good lately about their PC ports. I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, I really like what yeah. that they, I got out of Tales of Berseria, out of God, uh, God Eater 2. Oh, um, God Eater 2 runs. I mean, granted, it is a port of a Vita game, so you'd, it would be kind of confusing if it didn't run on a yeah. wide variety of hardware, but... <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it, you can tell it's a port of the Vita game. So. But I mean, we're not expecting like over the moon now. When it comes to God Eater three, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, Anyways, so far that's... Bandai Namco's track record for PC yeah. fairly good. Uh, any anything else? Um, no, not really. Just uh, I guess I've been playing a bit of the Overwatch Retribution event. Oh yeah, that's that's... That, that's the little PVE thing, right? Yeah, it's shorter than Uprising. Um, the only it PvE thing, into a story mode. Yeah, the only PvE thing I played I, that I remember was like the little <laughs> Halloween event that was like a kind of a horde mode. Uh, yeah. I believe. So, how is Retribution different from that? That's my frame of reference. I guess a good way, if you've ever played like Left 4 Dead or mm-hmm. I guess Warhammer Vermintide, where it's like you have waves but you're also progressing forward, it's kind of like that. Okay. 
And is it, are you locked uh, between like a certain selection of characters, or can you use anyone from the yes cast? Yes and no. There's two separate modes. There's one where it's locked to a specific set of characters, and then there's a separate mode you can play as where you have any character you want, and you actually can get a loot box each week for completing either, um, both of those. So. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So is it is it only like one stage or uh, several stages? It, there's ver- uh, various difficulties, but it's the same level. Okay. So, yeah. that, that's kind of cool that they're kind of leaning more into PvE kind of stuff. Because some, whenever whenever I fire up that game, sometimes I just don't want to go against other players. So I, I yeah. think that's uh, neat. Um, Adam Reese, what's yeah. up with you? Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, just a lot of people playing games and stuff. But... Uh, I was introduced to this ROM hack of Final Fantasy 3 for the SNES, as some people might know as Final Fantasy 6, um, called okay, so Beyond this, uh, Chaos. So this is the U.S. version of Final Fantasy 3, yes, which is yes. it's, Final it's Fantasy like, 6. It, okay. yeah. All right. Vixen Wedge instead of Biggs and Wedge and all that. But uh, it's, a, it's a thing called Beyond Chaos, which is a randomizer. It, like... You uh, run the ROM file through this kind of uh, command prompt thing, where you, uh, you you like you can decide whether like you want the people's like uh, uh, different uh, commands to be switched around or uh, receive random commands, or you can change like how different uh, characters like uh, if which characters appear but uh, they still have the same names and storyline and stuff. It's just that their their models and sprites are swapped out or uh their colors are changed or uh and all this other stuff like it can remove like that uh famous uh uh, uh way of like uh, uh easily defeating enemies it's like x zone or something like that that's familiar um, mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it's just it, it got it's like this is just this whole like things of where you could like select which ones you want and then it generates a seed uh that um you're, you can be a part of or you can share with other people so they can try it, but it modifies the ROM file and then uh, you, you can play it in your emulator of choice or your if you have like some kind of hardware, you can do that. But uh, in my case, like when I started the game, um, I, I, I went through it a few times because like the first time I went through, the characters I got so far were uh, pretty useless characters because they all had like, they uh, they all had like fight, but like they had like they either couldn't use anything besides, like, or uh, they couldn't use any magic yet, and they didn't have any interesting abilities so far, or, like... Uh, so it's so kind of... Like, but it'll still have, like, the same story, right? So you're just going yeah, through... Yeah, it's the, the same story, same... Like, there's nothing... They didn't change any of the dialogue. They didn't change any of... They just made it so, like, you can uh, change how you play the game and who appears. Like, mm. in my sense, in my case, um, when I started the game... Uh, Terra became Realm. The sprite was Realm. Huh. All right. So I was like a little girl in uh, in the Magitek armor, walking around and stuff. And uh, every uh, this, some of the monster sprites were different in ways of like uh, color swaps, or in some cases they can be kind of glitched out. Hmm. But um, when uh, Locke came in, he uh, it was Cyan. I don't. I'm not really good at pronouncing his name, but the guy from the Knight of Doma, as they know, uh, it was him, but in this kind of black armor uh, kind of configuration. And um, Edgar was Strago, 
which made his fawning after a realm a little disconcerting. Hmm. Huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm sure this, yeah. uh, this, he's like, I'm sure he's dashing. I'm sure some women would be caught up and like, it's Strago, what are you talking about? And his brother is Locke, but uh, pink in this kind oh of pink outfit. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah, and Cells was Umaro. So when you're doing the the whole opera thing, like they changed her, uh, they changed it into the correct model. But when it says you, you have, you're the spleen image of Maria. It's like, are you sure the Yeti was Maria? <laughs> and huh? Setzer is a yellow Moogle. Oh God! And the Moogle itself is Sabin. Yeah, yeah, I can get into that. It, yeah, it just, it just, it brings this whole kind of dynamic that you wouldn't expect. And uh, some of the abilities you get are like, uh, let me see, I think. Uh, with uh, the Edgar character, he had this kind of uh, way of like, um, you know that um, Kefka ability to like, uh, it's like a mass dispel. I do vaguely recall that. Yes, I think it's called like Revolution or something like that. Uh, that's like his first ability, and then the next ability is like Break or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just. Uh, I've I've seen some other like when the the person I was watching the Let's Play, I was watching like. He got things like this, like uh, one of the dance abilities that like heals your party. He got that as a command, and another com- another character had the command to summon Ifrit, but without like using magic or anything. It was just a command he could <laughs> okay. use. So he can use that any time. And um, there's like other ROM hacks that like you can like get. Like I remember one that uh, you got Bannon's health skill as a command. And another one as like uh, you got uh, General Leo's shock ability is a command. It's just if you like if you try enough times, you can come up with this kind of unbeatable party. So it's more of a thing that you don't want to play, do it the first time you play. But if you're looking for this kind of interesting, like everything's mixed around, and the uh, you could uh, there's one uh, option you could choose where the chests are randomized, mm-hmm. the treasure chests. So you and uh, monster drops are as well, but the chest like you could come across a monster in a box that's like one of the late game bosses, like Good. starting off. Like you could find one of them and like the treasure chest in the school in Narsh. Makes sense. I, I, I came I, across. I, think what, I came across like I came across that uh, piranha boss fight. So I had to uh, in the school. So I had to fight piranha after piranha after do, they, do piranha. they retain their their levels or are they actually scaled to like say if you meet this uh, late game boss earlier their their no nope, it's a monster in the box so it's the same stats and everything you get wiped out immediately awesome for thousands like uh, another chest in the school i think i can't remember if it was the same playthrough or another one but uh it was the bombs the like the fire uh balls that are with faces on them they it was like what that was the fight i had to face and like I could not dent those creatures at all. Even like, even if you like randomize the equipment, so you're starting off with like uh, a lot of very tough armor and four shields and whatnot, you still can't really put much of a dent in them at your level. Hmm, that's neat. So, uh, yeah, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot of different randomizers out there. There's like Zelda randomizers. There's oh, yeah, the course. original Final Fantasy randomizer. There's uh, I I suggest for anyone that's like looking into like playing a, older games. But they look and see if there's a kind of randomizer involved and see if they can make it through that. Because, like, I think my favorite thing to do recently was I did that. I did my own version of the four-job fiesta. Like, I could do an official one, but 
I did like a four Berserker run. That's for the four job fiestas, like the Final Fantasy V. Yeah, and, that's uh, challenge. It's like stuff. Final Fantasy V, and it it either you, there's a bunch of uh, in house like house rules that you have to follow, or you can choose to uh, only do a, a few of them. But one of the rules was all Berserkers, and Berserker is like uh, the you know the Berserk stats of Final Fantasy. That's pretty much what it is. It's like you can't control them; they only do physical attacks. And all you could do is just heal up between battles. And that's, I tried to do that. I got pretty far. I got, I think, uh, to the Battle of the Big Bridge before I started having uh, a oh, lot of trouble. Pretty far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. It, it helps when you have fast forward and turbo on uh, ZS and ES. It, it's kind of like, re- re- kind of weirdly retrofitting, like, you know, classic RPG experiences into a more of a, like, a roguelike. Kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like exactly. Randomly gener- it's... it's like a randomly randomly generated classic JRPG experience. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it is. I mean, yeah. like, it, it's, except for just instead of like going through a dungeon and picking up stuff, it's just the normal gameplay. <laughs> instead of you know how like how Rolex have the sensibilities to like respect your time, you're just like, well, I'm gonna commit like 30 hours, and this could go totally south. And you can face an end game boss in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. So design Jeez. design design your own challenge. Yeah, so it's Beyond Chaos, Final Fantasy III. Look it up if you want to have a little bit of fun, a different kind of feeling, uh, play a game that you're familiar with in an unfamiliar way. Yes. Cool. Uh, that that pretty much wraps up everything that we've been playing uh, recently. Uh, are you guys looking forward to anything on the horizon like in the next week or two? Uh... I feel like the obvious uh, answer would be God of War. Yeah, everyone seems to have loved that. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. Um, I remember the, the embargo for God of War uh, went up recently, and we were getting some questions, uh, bo- both on Twitter and some of us on our DMs, saying, hey, do you guys have like a God of War review in the works or whatever? And I'm just thinking, wow, that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> like a, a good chunk of people like <laughs> expect our RPG site to go review God of War because you know the new God of War is very very different it's more like uh, La- Last got of Us RPG yeah, mechanics. Definitely it's has got RPG. crafting mm-hmm. whatnot so. yeah so I was just kind of thought that was fascinating because our, our outlet has uh, u- unique considerations and problems that uh, a lot of other outlets don't have to deal with because we label ourselves as RPG site there always comes that we always have these discussions, whether it's uh, with our community, whether it's amongst ourselves, saying, okay, are, do we cover this because it falls under RPG or it just doesn't, that doesn't make sense? Like when we're uh, talking about do we cover these tangential RPGs like Yakuza or Legend of Zelda, even Monster Hunter to, to yeah. a certain extent, it's like where do you draw the line from there? And, yeah, and then and, we and, actually cover like these VNs because, mm-hmm. well, they're not RPGs, but a lot of people that do like RPGs for the storytelling and like the high text count, well, then they might like visual novels too. So yeah, uh, and then I remember that was spawned off a little uh, a few years ago because you know a lot of a lot of communities are engaged with that, and you know our ultimate responsibility, uh, you know, aside from like covering RPGs, like you know, what do do we have enough? interest within our staff to coincide with like you know what people really want and you know sometimes those two meet a lot of times that doesn't and there's not really a a fault in there it's just like right place right time and we feel comfortable with that so it's been kind of it's always been cool like having these discussions because as games have been evolving over the years like pretty much everything is an rpg if not has enough rpg elements that we would consider that hey it has it's an rpg i remember we had this talk when uh, Ubisoft was labeling Assassin's Creed Origins 
at the early marketing as an RPG. And we kind of just gave the green light saying, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that. You know, there's enough there to uh, for that to make sense. So just hearing more more about like, hey, well, why are you guys the covering God of War? It's like, oh, oh yeah, well, I guess that that is a valid question. But I, I guess there is there is still a line somewhere. We just don't know where it is most of these days. But it's it's uh, it's cool to see. I'm excited to see what other curveballs uh, we'll cover down the road. I'm sure there's some things uh, later on in the year that we can uh, reveal. But onto the news of this week, which is actually pretty substantial. Um, right now, we're in the middle of Sega Fest 2018. It's Sega's big festival over in Japan. Uh, the first uh, day of that was covered a few hours ago, and they 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 came out you know really getting the ball rolling. Um, the, some of the highlights of that uh, opening it up was Sega Ages is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and you know the, see these Sega Ages collections where it used to be compilations of Sega games on other older platforms like on PS2 and whatnot. The only games they revealed so far is Sonic the Hedgehog, Thunder Force Four and Fantasy Star, and these will be uh, available on Nintendo Switch's eShop, uh, only digital. Uh, there's not like a bundle thing that is actually sold separately from what I understand. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like their way of uh, trying to make up for the fact that they didn't uh, plan on putting that Genesis collection on the Switch, so they're kind of uh, working fast to like put all these old games on the Switch without... like. Like trying to make uh, make uh, make them happy, like just trying to make things right. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and you know, at least th- this seems promising because the people who um, who who are developing this uh, Sega Ages is the developer M2, and they've been doing a lot of uh, uh, ports for Sega games over the years. So I hear they have a pretty good track record. Uh, yeah, they're well known, especially for uh, the 3DS community that's doing a really good job of their ports. Yes. They actually had to, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, though, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know, if you've researched this, but I believe what they did is in the emulator, they actually made a set, they kind of reference this made up like hardware skew to support the 3d on the 3ds so they were basically not just emulating the genesis but also making up a hypothetical genesis that would have had 3d support back in the 90s huh that's kind of <laughs> all right i i I feel like i've heard that somewhere i totally believe you on that i wouldn't be surprised if it was like pie in the sky kind of thing uh i'm I'm a little disappointed that I like at first I thought, hey, maybe we'll get those Fantasy Star Generation games like uh, on the Switch, like people can finally play those in English. But then I thought about it and like there was that Fantasy Star collection that also came out under the Sega Ages label that was just more games as they originally were, and then the, my, my kind of reality came crashing. Uh, everything came to crash back down to reality and. I was like, ah, they they won't be able to play Fantasy Star Generation. Like, there's still a fan translation out there for those two games, but I would have liked to see if if they would take the time and effort to mm-hmm. bring those games over. Yeah, I'm I'm already okay with this list because I, that means I can play Fantasy Star on the Switch, which is actually uh, the kind of uh, the way I like to play the Fantasy Star games. It was on the yeah, game, yeah. That, thanks to how the PSP kind of like engineered me into into thinking that. 
Um, let's see. The next thing is uh, they announced the Mega Drive Mini uh, over at the Sega uh, Fest, and that that was like and this is known as the Genesis in the overseas. This is kind of yeah. uh, this is kind of an exciting thing until they revealed that uh, yeah. At Games was working on this and they've already made several different iterations of this at games has like they're known for their like flashback yeah the genesis flashback of regular saves genesis so what they just they're it's just a, yeah it's not like it's not like nintendo where it's like we're officially doing this it's sega passing it off to at games who's been doing it before they just doing i mean nintendo wasn't much better they just you know took a raspberry pi and closed it with a shell that looked like an snes but at least in that case, it, like you can uh, the emulation have a works more for, for yeah for for SNES uh, and the like and the, the NES Classic like the emulation works it's it pretty passable, um, and you know they they prove themselves unlike in this situation where At Games already has a pretty bad track record. Yeah, so to kind yeah. to kind of go over it like just generally speaking like Genesis flashback, uh, they they like to like fill it with like games that you like you've never heard of before because they're kind of like unofficial games, like I think they had. I'm trying to remember games like Yawning Triceratops Plumbing Contest, just <laughs> a shitload of like shit games on it. And along with that, they had a really bad UI for the Genesis flashback. Along with that, there was some spotty, you know, wireless controller support. Along with that, there was already like the the games themselves didn't run well. There were actually frame drops, and that's super noticeable in a game like Sonic, you know. Um, and Virtual Fighter 2. It's just, it, it's kind of you did, like Arrow Flash. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a really bad look uh, for this Mega Drive Mini. I mean, they could turn it out, turn it around, and like it could be surprisingly amazing. But right now, I I don't know. I I don't know how yeah. I feel about this. <laughs> I felt like I felt that I felt better about not knowing the developer, but I'm glad that they got the developer out there immediately. So it's just like well, a real sense of deflation, pretty yeah. much for me. I think like, everyone feels. It's deflated. not like it's not like I had a lot of fond memories of the Genesis. I didn't grow up with the Genesis, but at the same time, I know a lot of people that were like really looking forward to this kind of thing. But going with at games, like that's just like I don't know why they are doing it themselves, but. I think that's like yeah. I think that's just a real sign towards their uh, user base that after teasing, like, like you you know it probably wasn't going to be true, but people were thinking, oh, maybe they're going to make a new console. Like they're talking about going back <laughs> into console space, and then this like yeah, I feel that this is what they're meant yeah. by it. Like, uh, and that just since they've already me had like these that. things out in the past, like the flashback came out last year, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. I think that it's just a it's a real disappointing move from Sega. Like, uh, I I think they need to reassure people that whether like I think at least they need to tell people whether or not this is what they meant. Yeah, because when you think about it, Sega is usually okay about honoring their legacy. I think this is one of the biggest missteps lately from them. If if people really want a great write up on the Genesis flashback and at games in general, I suggest reading to uh, reading GameSpot's. Uh, kind of impressive it uh, by Peter Brown. Uh, it's uh, the t- article is called Genesis, uh, or rather, uh, do not buy at Games' Sega Genesis Flashback console. Uh, that is a really good write up of all the issues with that, and hopefully not a sign of what this Mega Drive Mini is. 
but don't hold your breath. It's great to be excited about it, but just know what you're getting into if you're interested in this. Like, I don't know why they didn't try, like, I think a lot of people would have been more excited for something like a Saturn mini, finding a Saturn that can actually play. <laughs> the problem is, is the uh, game sizes that comes from using optical media, so that means they'd have to spend more on storage, which means that the margins aren't going to be quite as good and good all that sort of stuff. I, yeah, but I bet people would have spent the money. Yeah. Moving on, we got... <laughs> it was kind of weird how they put this out. So, uh, during this uh, Sega Fest conference, they were kind of... They had this fan vote of what people... Like, the top 15 uh, most beloved Sega fa- uh, series uh, voted on by the fans. And then, so they were going down this list, and you saw things Skies like, of Arcadia. Yeah, you saw Skies of Arcadia. You saw Virtua <laughs> Fighter. It's like... And then they got... I think it was, like, number four. It was, like, Shenmue. And then, like, after that, they go to, like, a, like a trailer, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, a, like a, it was basically showing off Shenmue 1 and 2, uh, HD remaster coming to Or just a remaster, 4. I think it is. I don't think it was HD, but... It, it's supporting HD resolutions. It's oh, okay, HD, yeah. and they're actually, uh, they uh, touched up some textures. Yeah. yeah so I, know they, they changed, yeah. I know they changed up the UI and... So this coming but, to PlayStation yeah. 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. They've touted Funny that... thing about that, by the way. Uh, you know that part in the beginning of the trailer where uh, it zooms into the uh, dojo and there's a scream? I think it was Rio's scream or something. My internet got knocked off right <laughs> when that scream happened. So it's like... Internet knows. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it went out like right after that scream. And when it came back, it was the guy talking, the guy on stage talking again. So I'd like... Did somebody like karate kick my you know, a router or something? What the hell happened? <laughs> that's a, that's but... mm. yeah. So the, the, this remaster <laughs> of the, the games uh, <laughs> is going to have uh, both classic controls and modern controls with it, along with uh, UI touch-ups supporting HD resolutions. Uh, I yeah, believe in English voice. Yeah, dual audio with the Japanese and English, and uh, I believe the price is thirty dollars. Uh, that it is. Yes, okay. thirty dollars, and it's going to be. Uh, and it's on Steam. There's all. There's also going to be physical releases for PS4 and Xbox One in the West. Awesome. So, so yeah, that... and it's PS4 only in Japan, which uh, pretty much tells you they're kind of market over there. Well, I mean that, that, that's that's no, that's nothing new, you know. That's, yeah, that's I'm just saying that just... who they think they can sell the most to over there compared to here. And yeah, so I mean that's that's cool. That's this is actually you know. It, one way or another, this needed to happen because Shenmue 3 is now a thing. People have to somehow get caught up with it. So, and to people who've never played it, you know, perfect time to do so. It's a little disappointing that Shenmue 3, as far as I know, isn't coming to Xbox. So, people are going to get the first two games and going to miss out on the third. Yeah. I mean, the, that could be said for like Kingdom Hearts. A lot of games. Uh, yeah. Three coming to Xbox One. It's like, well, yeah. well if I didn't know anything mm. about this, you needed to have another console or yeah. watch a youtube video yeah yeah that's probably the right answer yeah i've done that plenty of times like yakuza 3 it's not digital so can't really get it these days outside of paying an exorbitant amount of money for it so. the, the, yeah this is, this is pretty exciting because i've i've played both of these uh shenmue 1 and 2 way back when but i've never yeah, i've me, never me done too, it yeah. i've never done it with japanese voices i, I, I think it, i do want to revisit it i don't remember having a, a big fondness for it for like a lot of people do but i, I do remember re- being really fascinated as a little kid 
uh, just like, kind of like the real time uh, system, like uh, the clock's always ticking. You actually have to stick to a schedule. When you um, open the door, there's utensils. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of things more behind, uh, underneath the hood, uh, technologically. Uh, that my appreciation for it uh, comes. Yeah, in. well, we played it when we were kids, so we were just we uh, we take so long to get anything done because we'd be looking everywhere, going around, going into every building, even yeah, the I mean, we didn't it's, need it's to go so in. so good at that. Like you, you look you at every door in the house. <laughs> uh, so, uh, look forward to that. It's coming out sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, moving up the fan poll, they had. I remember they had uh, virtual on immediately after Shenmue. I forgot what was number two. Probably Sonic. Jet uh, Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. Oh, yep. fuck Jet that's Set Radio. Too. People were like, Jet Set Radio. Like, nope. No. Yeah. Move I, on. I, I, all I really want is not even a new Jet Set Radio. I just want Jet Set Radio Future up on like PC. <laughs> yeah, people I mean, are like I, asking for that on Xbox. You get Jet Set Radio. The digital releases backwards compatible but people want jet set radio future but yeah, yeah no such luck this month yeah so. yep I, I that was the one game that i wanted on xbox back compat and it didn't happen so yep. well we're gonna uh, I, I wouldn't be bit. surprised to see it in a month or two though hopefully hopefully well they yeah. said it's gonna be um they're gonna be doing it like four times a year or something like that i don't know hmm. so probably if they maybe at e3 i don't know yeah maybe so uh, bring us to number one on this fan poll for Sega franchises. Obviously, still very, very, very big and popular in Japan is Sakura Wars. Uh, and so out of this, you know, reveal, they went out and said, hey, we have a new Sakura Wars project in development. And they, that's all they fucking said. It's like, we have something new for this series. Is it an anime? Is it a game? Is... <laughs> like, people are saying it's a game, but they never really said game project. But it's it's natural to assume, right? But... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a new, it's a new something for it. Natural and, to assume, but you know what happens when you assume. And yeah. the, I think the last, I don't know if this is the last proper console game for it, but I have a pop, copy of Sakura Wars. So long, my love. Yeah, that's the only game. one we ever got. Yeah, I don't know if that was the last one in Japan as well for a proper console. Yeah, release. as far as the Wikipedia entry is concerned, that was the last mainline entry. I don't yeah. know. If done so, anything I, after that but yeah, yeah i don't think so the... yeah because I, I know they've yeah. been trying they've been really pushing the sakura wars ip in like pro- other promotional materials like say like uh units in the super robot wars mobile game or that uh crossover event with uh grand blue fantasy you know they've always been teasing like say trying to keep sakura wars in the public conscience so yeah. you know keep it relevant ho- hopefully there's like a big make good proper console game on it but i don't care what platforms it's on I just want it to be like a proper Sakura Wars game. I wanted it here at least. Oh yeah, I, I think I yeah, think yeah. they are very much leaning into like uh, localizing Honestly, their games on a yeah. global scale. It's just it's yeah. just hard to imagine. Like it's what's, it's, what's even the if it's last the, like a game that was announced that hasn't gotten a localization in like the last year. Because I'm pretty sure almost everything they've released, well, at For least Sega? announced, and, yeah, in the last year oh, is basically um, coming over. The the virtual on game, the within the, the oh, yeah, that hasn't been announced. Yeah, has it? that's never coming over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they started off like one of the first videos we saw when we started up the stream was Fantasy Star Online two, and it's just real disappointing to say, oh, Sega of America is hosting Sega of Japan, and they're showing <laughs> yeah. off Fantasy Star Online too. Yeah, that that is pretty yeah. funny to see. Oh, <laughs> I God. love how the last official word from Sega of America is still. Oh yeah, it's totally coming. Like, 2015, I think, was the last time they said anything. 
never. Just people need to like drop it. It's never fucking going. I've right. dropped it, but being reminded of it is just yeah, killing. It, it, it is. It is. It is kind of a a stinging look to be on Sega of America's channel and see Fantasy Star Online two trailers running there, even though they're just hosting a Japanese cor- correspondent. Um, let's see. I I think the last time we actually saw Sakura Wars in a game in itself over here was in the Project Cross Zone games. Yeah, um, I'd say so. Yeah, which wasn't even that long ago, if you think no, about it. No, it was the, the last Project Cross Zone thing was like two years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I said before, that was so long, my love. And I, I don't want to like assume that we'll get the next one because the last one came here because that what, like I said, that was the first one we ever got. So. Yeah, I, I do wonder, like, what is the status of like the Sakura Wars fan base overseas? Yeah, it's kind I of feel a, like the type style. of. I feel like it's one of those theories where if it comes over or not, the fans are going to get it because they're already... That's pretty much what they were doing before so long, my love, I figure. Here's what I think. I think if there was supposed to be be a game announcement or whatever, I think there might be a strong chance it might come to PC because if you see the visual novel market on there, it's kind of exploded in a a really fascinating way in the last three years and that... You know, of course, we're gonna get this uh, influx of like a lot of really bad visual novels or like just shady shit. But it, for the most part, like say like Clannad, Mov Love, all the big ones that you know people have been clamoring Science for for years. Steins Gate, Steins Gate Zero. Yep. Yeah. Um, all this, yeah, all those Sci ADV ones. Um, which is actually a good time to mention that the Punchline visual novel is getting localized as well this summer, and I think that's yeah. PS4 <laughs> and Vita. Is an yeah, Elite yeah. the Punchline visual novel? Which one? Hmm? Sorry, it was a stupid joke about Elite. Oh, yeah. It's the uh, punchline visual novel to me. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and that that uh, yeah, visual yeah. novel is kind of I forget. I'm not too familiar with it. I know there's a, a TV anime series for Punchline that aired years ago. I don't know. It's if that's by a... it's by Uchikoshi, so zero um, zero escape franchise. Hmm. So yeah. yeah. Those, I've uh, heard it's better than uh, Zero Time Dilemma, but that's not really saying much. Mm. <laughs> oh, Zero Time Dilemma. Fuck. I've only like Worked I watched somebody beat nine nine nine, and that's it. So. I still remember uh, Aaron and I uh, when we were working on the Zero Time Dilemma reviews before, like two weeks before it came out, and we're just kind of like, "Okay, where's Kyle?" <laughs> that meme. Oh yeah, and we're like comparing notes. I was like, "How the fuck do you solve this alien like?" Math puzzle. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, this makes sense in my head. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's uh, like you're trying, like you're writing down like how to figure it out, and then it's like, oh, it's actually way simpler than you think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I had that. So started to do like uh, quantum theory. Yeah. So, it's like Silent like Hill puzzles where you think way too hard on something. Weird yeah. ass puzzles and that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's I'd all. It wasn't for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say if it wasn't for the story, Zero Time Dilemma was a good game, and the story in its own right, again, if you, if you resign yourself to the story not being good, and you think of it as just a campy-ass story, mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, so, so the cutscenes were so, super fucking janky to the Don't worry, I won't die. <laughs> so wait a second, you went back in time to, mm-hmm. to try and save, but you waited until all the way here. Why didn't you just try and... It's, and it's like the blank face. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't want to drop any big spoilers, even though it's kind of stuff leaking out of your ears. I tried to be vague about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was your time dilemma. 
Moving on, so we still have one more uh, day of Sega Fest. So let's see if they announce anything from that. Other other Sega Fest stuff was just like border break for PS4. Yeah, they celebrated the twentieth. They like they were like twenty fifth anniversary of Genesis, I think, and twentieth anniversary of Dreamcast. And like, what's it going to do with that? Oh, just a museum for people to visit at Sega Fest. So it's... Sick. I would definitely yeah. go visit a, a Dreamcast museum. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just one of those things where like, uh, if there was some way that they could like back out of hack games i think <laughs> like uh okay, never mind guys uh you go back to doing what you were doing and we'll take care of this <sighs> see if atari needs any help with that uh atari box in oh, there jesus christ this mm. america bringing over metal max xeno to the west this fall for playstation 4 that's kind of the post-apocalyptic uh, deal with uh, humans, uh, scavengers uh, riding into tanks. Uh, Tank turn-based RPG. Yep, and that's so, some of the enemy designs for that. I've been looking up. It looks kind of crazy. Kind of kind of have like some dinosaurs with some like actual yeah. like like battleship uh, cannons attachment to them. Oh, yeah. it's 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 what's wild. Um, but that's from what like, I understand, mm-hmm. this one's not quite out in Japan yet. It comes out, yeah. I think. This no, month? it's not. Yeah, it comes out this month. I think it's. I think it's uh, this week, upcoming week, I believe. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see what the reception in Japan is. Yeah. Might be worth. Yeah. I, I played a little bit of the old Metal Max uh, games. They were they were all right. I also I think the the one I got into was Metal Saga, and that's basically a Metal Max game just with a different name, even though it's a little bit more uh, post industrial esque. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 want, I wonder. Cool. I wonder if. Uh, Metal Max Xeno is going to be as open-ended and vague as Metal Saga because that, that it was it was crazy discovering things in that, but at the same time, it felt equally as frustrating because it was a lot of you had to really explore because they didn't give you like any sort of context of what you want to, or should be doing, and you could get fucked over really easily in that game. So, yeah, that was my problem with that kind of game, and um, Unlimited Saga did mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very much a saga game uh, in disguise as well. Yeah, so, so we'll have to wait and see what people say about yeah, it this Thursday when it comes out, and hopefully they didn't do too much. Like, but, I, uh, I, yeah, yeah. Th- th- this looks cool though. I- I'm very interested in it. Um, earlier on this week, uh, we got a very very packed email uh, from Exceed and Marvelous. They announced four new localizations uh, coming to uh, the North America and Europe. Uh, relevant to our RPG site is Fate Extella Link, which is a sequel to that uh, Fate series that plays like a Dynasty Warriors. I have a review up on the site. Um, very came out on Steam. Yeah, yeah. that came out on Steam. It came out on uh, Switch with all the DLC. Uh, but Fate Extella... Around the same time, kind of pissing some people off from what I understand. Yeah. Um, it... So Fate people Extella... can't be happy. Yeah, Fate Extella Link coming to PS4 and Vita uh, overseas. Uh, along with uh, a few a, a duo Senran Kagura games, the Senra, Senran Kagura Burst Renewal, which is uh, I believe a remake or retelling of the first uh, Senran Kagura, yeah. just with the just all with the gameplay enhancements with like Estival verses and whatnot, and uh, Senran Kagura Reflex Sions. If you remember that HD Rumble uh, showcase that they were talking about on the Switch, it's that game. Yes. Rumble. Um, not, even sure if, uh, I, I nice. it. <laughs> not even sure if not even sure if 
game is the best use of it because there's not really that much objective. It's just kind of like an HD Rumble showcase. And I like, mean, when you talk about Senran Kagura, there there's a game. Okay, <laughs> so I reviewed Senran Kagura um, Shinobi Versus, and it was a decent game. I actually like Shinobi Versus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, oddly enough, I was like, "Wow, that's actually not bad." That, that was the first Senran Kagura game I, I played, and I was like, there, "There's actually this could be all right." And then all the other Senran Kagura games I played after, I was like, "Wow, this is bad." So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even like even though Estival Versus was supposed to be better. I was just I don't know. At some point, I just yeah, kinda, actually, pretty exhausted. much everyone I know in the Sunrun Kagura fandom says that Estival Versus is considered not quite as good gameplay as Shinobi Versus because it's kind of slowed down in a way. Yeah, that's weird. It's um, really hard to say these kind of names. <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah. this uh, Senran Kagura for Switch, the Reflexion, so it's it's kind of more, as they said, a showcase for HD Rumble. It's a lot of... Um, kind if of. If you uh, play any of the other ones, there's this kind of like uh, dress-up mode and whatnot. Yes. That's I'm so surprised. That's basically the entire game for Reflections. Yeah, and you kind of like... <laughs> so get rid of the stuff that people didn't really care about. Hey, I think it was only like something like five bucks when it came out in yeah, Japan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, it was it was like a top seller on the Switch for like a good a good while when it came out in Japan. I, a lot of people imported that. It was a very cheap price, so I, I don't blame them for co- it coming over. You know, I mean, uh, if people yeah. are into that, uh, definitely go for it. There, there's no shame in that. Um, yeah. And also, the one of the more the most baffling announcement, or the runner, or a candidate for the most baffling announcement this week was uh, XCD Marvelous is bringing Bullet Witch to the PC. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's on like the last week of April. Um, I have heard um, no good things or, about this game. It was. It's like people were like saying, "Oh, there's a good game behind all this jank." That's pretty much the like. Okay, the, so there's I, something there, but they didn't. They could like I've seen like the it, Earth Defense Force effect. Or, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah so my the, uh, my exposure to it was through uh, back when G4 TV was around, and they had X Play, or and they had a review of Bullet Witch. And what I can remember is that a boss, a giant boss walking in place mm-hmm. or just standing still while they just uh, fired yeah. that over yep. and over again until it went down and just a lot of that kind yeah. of jank. And mm-hmm. it's just, there's Thinking stuff back that... on it. X-Play actually reviewed a lot of XC games, didn't they? Or Marvelous games. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good I mean, point. All those Ease games, I, I, I specifically for Adam yeah. saying, Ark of Nepishtum. <laughs> yeah. God. I think the first time I actually heard of uh, Ease was... Through X Play, like they reviewed Self and Felana's PSP port along with uh, Seven. I was like, huh, that looks kind of cool. Uh, so to, uh, years later. So for people who don't know what Bullet Witch is, and it's kind of baffling, right? I mean, everyone knows what Bullet yeah. Witch is. It's a it's a game from 2006. It's it was for the Xbox 360. It was like kind of yeah, it was like yeah, it was near launch kind of a character action game, uh, third person. Nobody knows why they put it out here. <laughs> um, it, it was like about this obviously this witch uses like uh, utilizes magic spells. Uh, it was very very, I'd say mm, range from awful to mediocre in my opinion. Uh, it was a game from Kavya, which you may know as Dragon Guard near uh, original near uh, developers. Oh, that us take a bass fishing game or whatever it was. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it kind of got me thinking of like, why the fuck are they bringing Bullet Witch here, like out of nowhere? And I think um, I, I kind of did a little bit of digging, and it, the, the game was originally published by AQ Interactive in Japan, Bullet Witch, and then Atari was the overseas publisher of it. 
uh, Exceed at the time was a subsidiary of AQ Interactive. And then at some point, both of them merged with Marvelous. So they had to kind of really dig up the fucking catalog to do this. And I, I think um, it came out here. It was 06 in Japan. I think 07 here, if I remember correctly. And so that was... So I was kind of... It's kind of weird that this is... They kind of really had to go back and like saying, what do, what else can we bring to the PC? And you know, this is... Uh, this is I also, yeah, I also love that they did this before they ported Brandish to the PC. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Just, uh... Just yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they still have, you know, modern sensibilities of these because on the 360, this ran poorly, very awfully, on inconsistent frame rate, hitches. Yes. It, it, awful, was, awful. It, was, it, it was the whole package of, like, very buggy, glitchy. So at least this one, they're telling, yeah, it'll run smooth. They have, like, a gameplay video. Metacritic score of 55. Uh, yeah, and the 55 back in the day, I was like, what the fuck happened to this game? Well, I mean, to be fair, like, you look at some of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, and yes. they're around 55, so yeah. it's like, I, I wouldn't always trust review scores for whether or not a game's yeah. great. It's true. So. That's, a, the, that's a good But for point. Bullet Witches, I feel like that might be well-deserved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seemed to be the kind of game where, like, oh, the lead uh, actress is hot, but that's all it has going for it. Okay, like so I, to... I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that like ninety percent of the reason this actually sold here is because of the cover art, because people people yeah, saw like yeah. a, like a hot witch girl in the cover. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking in. And then probably like I don't know, fifteen percent of those people who bought it like like, oh, this. Is Do you remember the name of the uh, the hero, the guy character from Bullet Witch? Uh, I think it was Cougar Maxwell. Other way around, Maxwell Cougar. Perfect. Maxwell Cougar Mellencamp or whatever. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so it's a, you know it. So there you go. I mean, if you if you have to find out for yourself on how good or bad this game is to you, I think it's gonna be fifteen bucks on Steam. So at least so, you're, at least how much is your soul worth? <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I I the sad part is like I'm kind of still thinking about getting it for the because I have to like know how this game is under like good conditions of smooth gameplay. I just have to like, do that if they even care enough to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. so, there you go. Bullet Witch. Relevant again, somehow. Um, we'll see if it stays that way. A little bit before the, this podcast started, you were telling me that Maple Story 2 was coming over. And I was trying to remember, I was like, isn't Maple Story already, or Maple Story 2 already a thing? Because I remember there was this Maple Story sequel that came out years ago that felt like it looked like it had blocks it was kind of like almost looked like a primitive version of minecraft in a sense it's very mo- like cubes modular shaped land it still like, looks like that too okay so uh, the, tell me more like i know maple story is a thing that people really loved back in the day yep so what's uh, maple it's, story? it's this kind of thing where maple story it's like you've seen in like commercial you see it all over the place you see it like uh gift cards towards using uh in, like game stores and you see it in magazine ads you see it like i think there was like tv spots for it it's one of those like huge games where like they can use that kind of money they get from it to put it everywhere and it's kind of permeated the marketplace to the point where pretty much everyone knows what maple story is but at the same time everyone knows that maple story is pretty basic like it's just it was used to in the first game it was like Okay, 2D uh, sprites uh, going back and forth, jumping up and down and using these kind of attacks that fill up the screen with numbers. And uh, it, it at the same time, like, there's a lot of people, so there'd be a lot of kill stealing. And uh, if, if you tried to play the game for any length of time, you'd have trouble understanding what was going on and you'd have 
you'd be overwhelmed pretty quickly because of how many different features the game had and how many things you could do and it didn't really tell you where to go as much yeah i mean i it mean the, like the novelty of, those... of maple story was it was like a cutesy anime style 2d action game that was an action mmo and that that was fairly that uncommon. was pretty much it yeah. that's that's pretty much like the the calling card of maple story is yeah. like just like many early mmos yep. uh, yeah, yeah, i also yeah. feel like the main um, selling point was hey an online chat room that actually has something to do besides chat that's right yeah that's pretty much what a lot of those early mm were like just uh interactive chat rooms and but i think that's pretty much uh, stayed the course like i've i played maple story pretty recently because a friend of mine wanted to play with somebody and they didn't have anyone to play with still so I was alive, like, I'm huh? gonna... yeah yeah uh it's it, it like recently it even had this kind of like crossover with evangelion the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I didn't play it. I was I stopped playing by then, but yeah, it just all these weird things showing up and uh some interesting writing and in some of the stories like if you go through like some of the bigger arcs of the story, there is some interesting writing. Uh maybe a few typos here and there because of, you know, how the nature of those kind of games are, but overall it had some pretty nice writing that you could remember for a while. But so tell, and, uh, tell me about Maple Story too. Like, what what is this now? I I feel like this has been pretty much forever. Uh, I, I've only seen the announcement trailer. I haven't really looked too much into it. But it seemed like you know how My Sims had those kind of like uh, kind of diff, uh, chibi characters of uh, like with like very expressive faces, but not really like detailed uh, character models and stuff going on around them. Uh, mm-hmm. That seemed to be the case here. Like what I saw in that trailer. It was like, okay, take my Sims, put them in a 3D environment, and uh, make it seem action-y, like some kind of Xbox Live arcade game. That's pretty much what I've gotten so, so far. Uh, but the, the, this game has been out in Korea for, like, I assume a few years now. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it, it didn't seem like they did much. Like It's almost like uh, if you've ever played the re-release, like that new, uh, I don't know, like the recent... I guess it's been a, a several years, but RuneScape and how they kind of tried to transform it into more of a 3D environment instead of like overhead 2D. Well, like I guess overhead uh, view. Maple Story Two seems to be just trying to uh, take pretty much what Maple Story did, but it didn't seem they put, did much. Put it to 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't seem to be like it's not like groundbreaking. They aren't doing anything. Like it's like I said, it's kind of got that Xbox Live Arcade feel of like. Uh, pretty low budget it did it didn't seem like it was doing much with what it had but that's what you pretty much expected of a maple story game not a lot of uh budget there just trying to do much off the charm of its character designs alone and that seems to be what they're going with this but we'll have to see i mean i'll still play it i'll take a look at it yeah but definitely uh there's a closed beta sign up going on uh so we'll see if anything happens out of that. But I don't have... Uh, I have the expectations of somebody that's aware of how MapleStory has performed thus far. Yeah, they're still bringing, uh, bring, uh, brought over by Nexon, right? And I know Nexon has been kind of up and yeah. down with its... Uh... Nexon is pretty bad with their pay-to-win yeah. strategies of, mm-hmm. like, give me all your money. Yeah, that seems like that, that seems to be the constant for them. What's up, James? Was it Nexon that brought over uh, Black Desert, or was it Blade and Soul? Yeah, Blade and Soul. That was it. I I remember hearing some bad things about. Uh... No, Sensei, stop. Never mind. 
forget everything okay. I said. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Get some brought over vindictive. Yeah, they did. Oh, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> an- another weird piece of news this week uh, that I didn't write down here. Um, 30th anniversary of Record of Lodos War this year. Um, to celebrate that, um, there's going to be like an indie game, uh, a new indie game in the works for Steam uh, based on Record of Lo- uh, Lodos War that's being developed by the fine folks over over at Crobon Station. And you may recognize Team Ladybug. Yep. Uh, is it Team Ladybug? Because I've been hearing Crobon Station and Team Ladybug are decent. It's Team thing. Ladybug. If you look at the original video, they list Team Ladybug in the video description and the sprite they... work. And the engine is the same engine. Well, it looks to be the same engine from the Konosuba game, uh, SMT, Synocracy, and Synocracy. Synchronicity. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay, so the, f- fill me in on this because this, this looks very much like lo- it looks like Crobon Station's work, but is it like a different team or is it the same team under a different name? Or, or, um, or, is, it, or is it just there's too, too, like, info just not there at the moment? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The video is literally on Team Ladybug's okay. uh, YouTube page. All right. <laughs> I don't know who Team Ladybug is, so you tell me. Team Ladybug is the uh, company that did, uh, again, SMT, syn- Synchronicity, and the Konosuba game. But the, as isn't well that... as Feral Rebirth, Rebirth on Steam. But the, that's, that's Crobon Station. Or are they just going under a different name now? I'm, I don't know. I mean, okay. We're going to say they're, they're one and the same right now because I am 100% I'm going to sure. look that up real Pro, quick. Uh, K R O B O N Station. That is Feral a. That that is definitely a Japanese Pro- Negro. Probon Station, Den Fami Nico, De- um, Den Fami Nico. Uh, oh, here we go. Den, Den Fami Nico Game Magazine is also the name of the company, I think. Like, uh, I, I remember hearing that somewhere, but it's definitely the same developers. I know that much. Okay, so we're probably talking about the same people, probably different names. Yeah. Um, so th- this is kind of a, a neat thing because this uh looks very much like symphony of the night movement uh, kind of sk- skills um so record of lotus war was like an 80s uh animated ova had a tv series as well it had an people, online game yeah and people you know have very fond memories of it very high, uh, uh, 80s high fantasy kind of style to it so yeah. this is before the, all that like before like it was like around the time of like evangelion and tenchi and all this it's just uh-huh. This kind of classic look to it, and it probably was a it introduced to a lot of Americans to anime, like outside of like Toonami and stuff. Of yeah, people who like were watching before Toonami were watching stuff like Record of Lodos War because it was like you could find it on tape at the nearest like video store and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember hearing about it at the library because they had a uh, they had uh, the anime there on tape. So I mean, this is kind of a, a very cool thing, kind of out of nowhere. But right now, it's very much in development. The the, the small gameplay video that they've shared, um, still very much of a, a work in progress. So hopefully, you know, it comes out soon. And even if you don't, even if this doesn't get like an official English localization, it just being on Steam, it'll be very easy because not like none of these types of games are really reliant on like you having uh, knowledge of the Japanese language. They're very much 2D side scrollers that are very fun to like control. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a weird thing. Um, 
I don't know what the significance of it, but beyond the anniversary, but I guess they just wanted to do. Yeah, and the, the nice, the, the cool thing about this is the thirtieth anniversary, uh, like artwork is from is done by Hidari, and he's the you know Shadows of Valencia uh, Fire Emblem character designs. He's like uh, most well known for at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it looks real nice. Um, Xbox had their kind of Nintendo Direct equivalent. I forgot what it's called. Well, it's, it's it's like they try to like people are like keep confusing inside Xbox with yeah, an actual inside. Nintendo Direct, but I think it's more just inside marketing X- news yeah, in, kind of yeah, thing. Inside yeah, inside Xbox used to be a thing back in the day. So in the second episode, um, they unveiled. Uh, new original Xbox titles, OG. Yeah, they did right at the start. So people yeah. like after they announced it, like the viewer numbers dropped like <laughs> like a to a two ton weight or something. Just people dropping like flies out of there. So but yeah, everyone came there to see, it and they knew it. They knew that people were came there to see this. So uh, among the RPG titles coming to Xbox One via uh, you know the OG Xbox program. Uh, is Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind, Jade Empire, Knights of the Old Republic Two, and Panzer Dragoon Orta. And among others, like Breakdown and Star Wars: uh, Republic Commando, and those others like Jedi Knight, Outcast, and Academy, and all these other games. And uh, I'd recommend for those of you that are interested in those, just look it up because they uh, pretty much like went up and down the list of games that people really wanted to see. Maybe a few weren't there, like the aforementioned Jet Set Radio Future was the on there, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that showed up later on, but uh, yeah, they they did a lot. They, they've they really made a lot of people happy. They've uh, the, These uh, titles are coming in two waves. Uh, a handful of them are coming on April 17th, like Blinks, Breakdown, Conquer, Live and Reloaded, Morrowind, Hunter Reckoning, Jade Empire, Panzer Dragoon Orda, and SSX3. And the rest of the ones that they announced coming on April 26th. Whole yeah, Kotor 2 won't be out until then. Yeah. Um, so that that's a pretty decent list. Jade Empire, all very good. Kotor 2, pretty Morrowind good. Especially. Like, they, yeah, Morrowind especially. Uh, during the stream, they were showing comparison shots between the original and Enhanced uh, and the uh, emulated version. It's obviously, they've gone like, over it with like, a fine-tooth comb of like, there's performance enhancements, there's... Uh, some lighting uh, they've done to it. They have some color correction. They, they've they uh, pretty much uh, brought it into like mainstream sensibilities and just mm-hmm. visually. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if they want My- to p- yeah. pick it up. Microsoft deserves quite a bit of chops um, for uh, how well they've been handling the uh, backwards compatibility on Xbox mm-hmm. One. Uh, it's just kind of amazing seeing them porting, well, not really porting, but bringing these games over and they basically are getting these changes that more or less makes them a remaster it's yeah it's yeah. really interesting like yeah original like, that's like playing on pc this is like the way to play it absolutely uh, I, i'm fascinated at the what their solution like, was for this yeah. like like when you pop into this it's still running off of the same source code but they've kind of le- put like another pass through layer over it and that's where the real chops of the room yeah some filters and some are it's, uh, it's worth noting that if you're doing backwards compatibility if you have the disc it does down it basically all the disc is doing is checking okay here's the game they're trying to play we'll download the right files for that game yeah you delight your license is the disc. yeah is the disc for sure so yeah if you do have the disc just pop it in uh, on April 27th or April 26th, depending on when 
uh, which of the games you have, and then it'll, it'll start to download uh, right away. You will still need to pop, pop in the disc anytime you want to play that game as the license check. For people who don't have yeah. the disc, you can just buy, buy it off on the Xbox uh, store. I think yeah, they, I, I have, they the just price. started putting those up. They yeah, put they those have games up on the, the prices for the uh, Xbox original games too. It's like ten, fifteen bucks depending on the game. Yeah, not yeah, bad. ten dollars for Marrowland and stuff like that. Ninja yeah. Gaiden Black, like ten AP, sixty FPS on even the original Xbox. I mean, can't really go wrong there. Yeah, they had those Xbox three sixty games that they put into like four K visuals on Xbox One X and. The Red Dead Redemption looking good. Yes, yeah. So Witcher but, but, Two, like I remember when the 360 version first hit, people were like, "Oh man, this shouldn't be on the 360." But it's funny because under the hood, like there's actually some differences that some people think actually might look a bit better, like the lighting and the shadows and whatnot. And then they bring it up to 4K. It's like, oh wow. In some ways, I mean, obviously it looks worse than the PC version, but in other ways, it's like, huh, this actually looks better. Well. Uh, in the Red Dead Redemption, you can't really uh, ask for a PC release these days and play on PlayStation Now or something. So I guess it's just they have to choose between the PS3 and the Xbox version. Uh, right now, it's looking like the Xbox version is the, the way other, to go. The other part of this announcement was they have a new uh, new titles that are getting Xbox One X enhanced. Like they always had the 360 backwards compatibility program, but these like a new slew of titles are getting like the 4K uh, love, uh, including like you said, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Portal 2, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, Gears of War, uh, and uh, I mean, Gears of War 2, and uh, Darksiders 2. Uh, and then uh, joining, yeah, somebody was wearing this, a. Joining uh, this is Sonic Generations, uh, along yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, for all that. Somebody in the during the stream was wearing a Gears of War 5 hoodie, like just wearing it casually. Like, uh, they haven't announced that yet, but apparently there it is. <laughs> I mean, don't have to be. Uh fortune teller to be able to tell that's true happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah but so, still just the way the casualness of do you have fallen i guess in one way so very exciting stuff this is like a Xbox news it's like a tick mark five instead of like five in a row like black ops uh four so we adam vitaly and i were talking about this uh last week on the podcast james i think you were there yeah. yeah, you were there. Uh, um, at long last, Square Enix has fulfilled the prophecy. They didn't go back on their word like they did with Nier Automata. Um, that they did bring the first big major patch for Chrono Trigger on Steam. Uh, is now It now has the option to... Players can select a original graphics setting. And that'll bring it back to the pixels back. And get off the fucking smooth layer filter bullshit over it. So... It took it, the filter off the uh, character sprites, most importantly. Yep, exactly. So it, lo- it looks way, way better. Uh, along with uh, that, they did uh, some tweaks to the font and dial- dialogue box UI. So it is it is like that same traditional sprite pixel look uh, on them as well. So it, it does look neat from the screenshots. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up just yet. I'm waiting for even more. I have an RDS, so it's like I, <laughs> yeah. I don't really see a reason. Yeah. Um, Why they didn't do this with like Final Fantasy V and VI, I have no idea. Because people complained because even the harder back on this. Wasn't as hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If people had the complaint even harder on those, then maybe we, we have like have seventy other systems we can play this on. <laughs> but I want Ooh. everything. Uh, I want everything to be played on my PC and be the ideal versions. Come on now, yeah. this is how it works. <sighs> I mean, 
shouldn't be too negative. They did fix it, so I mean, yep. Go Square next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they stopped other. Here? <laughs> they stopped other patches uh, for Chrono Trigger down the pipeline for to you know get rid of like See the more mobile, more of the mobile UI kind of stuff. They're gonna start working on that. So we'll see. We'll see what they have down the down the road. Um, oh, great. So, at long last, hopefully, the saga of Eight Lacrimosa the Nas, the Nas PC release comes to an end on April 16. Nice America said, and Maybe. I hopefully probably that Eight is coming to Steam or PC and GOG. And GOG. Yeah. Yep, on April 16. Can I just say, this mm-hmm. is not really related, but I remember when um, both Ease 8 and uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus were announced for PC, like a bunch of people in the Falcom like fandom were saying, hey, why aren't they going to be on GOG? Every other Falcom game's on GOG, even the one that uh, Hexy didn't publish being uh, Gurman. So good to see that um, both uh, Axis and NAS America actually didn't look into it and decide to decided to release their uh, Falcom games on GOG. Yeah. So props there. Props there. Hopefully that this <sighs> this better like you know run well. I I can't even imagine a fucking shitstorm if this like wasn't like a perfect port. At yeah. this point, I don't think it it would be a shitstorm. Would just be a kind of a collective sigh, as if it's almost expected. <laughs> We're just all I think exhausted. Shitstorm started long ago. This is remnant. It's like more flex to the pile or something. I mean, especially with all of the uh, kind of news that NIS America has been having over the past, like, honestly, even just the past two weeks, it's just going to be a uh, a groan. Times are tough over it's, there. Yeah, especially people are already groaning about them taking on the helm of Metal uh, Max uh, Zeno as well. Like, it's, it's don't funny, do like, this. It's funny, like, uh, the... The one uh, NIS America insider on Reset Era, like, when people were asking about, man... Sucks to be a Vita owner. At least this should be the last uh, bit of uh, like kicking the balls we get from uh, NS America. And he's like, "Oh no, don't worry, there'll be more." <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of not NS America but Nice in general, uh, they have unveiled over there in Japan that Disgaea Refine, uh, a remake of the first Disgaea, is coming to PS4 and Switch over there. I think it's on July 26. I want to say yes. So that this Should is basically the, uh, yeah. first uh, anime expo announcement. Just Maybe. it's there. Yeah, probably. So and this is kind of the look of it is going to be from like this guy of five uh, Alliance of Vengeance kind of their models. Uh, coming over to the first Disgaea, same seems to be like, you know same class of characters you love, same story. Uh, I'm sure just me a few gameplay enhancements here and there that they haven't really uh, specified, but you know I'm sure I'm more than certain that that this will get localized. I don't think people need to really worry about oh is it going to come over? Of course it's going it, to fucking come it's over in here. This guy a game and and actually. Uh... When I was at the press event, they told me that they were already like discussing the idea of a remake with them before it was announced. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Breaking news from James here. It's probably from, uh, February. <laughs> a, a, a mainline Disgaea is going to get localized. Probably. I, I, honestly, I don't even know why you said. Oh, don't worry, it'll probably be localized. I mean, of course, it be localized. Yes. I don't even need to say There's it. Not that mobile game, at least, doesn't yet. I don't know. Uh, Makai Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. So, 
there you go. If you like the first Disgaea, you'll be able to play it on PS4 and Switch fairly soon. Um, let's Wonder see. if they'll have, once it inevitably comes out on PC, if they'll have a discount if you own the Disgaea PC already. Disgaea Definitive Edition. Yeah. Who knows? Disgaea Refined yeah. Edition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um... And over our friends at Atlas, we have... Mid-boss edition. <laughs> God. We have uh, Etrian Odyssey X, or no, no, not Cross. X, Cross. Etrian Odyssey uh-huh. Cross, coming to 3DS. If it's a uh, Japanese game, the X always is pronounced Cross. Yeah, it is. <laughs> or if you're in the UK. It is coming there August 2nd. Um, and this looks to be, you know, this will be the last uh, Etrian entry in the three, for the 3DS. So yeah, kind of I remember subtle... when they first kind of teased this, it seemed like it might be the last Etrian Odyssey game in general, oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you looked at the announcement for this, and it's like, oh, they're very specifically saying the final game on 3DS, so yes. it'll continue. Oh, That's first. actually comforting that mm-hmm. they deliberately went out of their way to change the wording there, so it's hard to tell as, if it's as much confirmation as, as any. Uh, hard to tell if that means that they're waiting for another portable, or if they're going to start... Going for Switch or I what? I bet it'll be Switch. Or they could always just go mobile. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. So. I think we make the Switch. The switch. Think, yeah. Um, switch. So the 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 big new thing for this one is it's kind of a celebration of uh, prior Etrian Odyssey games. So you have a lot of, uh, you know, like the NPC shopkeepers from different games all coming to here. Um, they have a new job class, uh, hero. Um, Why would you be any other class? It's the hero class. That reminds me of an Etrian Mystery Dungeon where uh, I'm not sure if it was a bug that was in just the Western version or if it was in the Japanese version too, but there were like the the uh, Southern, I think it was. That's the name of the class in there, like the king or queen thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bug with it where uh, you could use this uh, one skill and it was supposed to be a temporary buff but it actually applied it permanently, so you could just keep casting it and become super, super OP. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. what so the, this, uh, this Etrian Odyssey Cross won't have every single class from this, the, the prior ones. That'd be insane. This has a, a total of 19 classes, including the new hero class. Among some of the Are they class. including the stuff from Untold? Mm, I forgot they added it Untold. Do you remember? After uh, Night. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't, they, don't, they don't have Fafnir. They, they have, uh, like, Bushido, Farmer, Gunner, Highlander, Imperial, um, some of them others. Medic, so Etrian Odyssey Untold Cross. <laughs> uh, Shinobi, Shogun, War, War Magus, Zodiac. So, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a complete uh, list out there yeah. already, already on their site and whatnot. Um, Do we know if there's going to be any returning... Uh maps from previous games i almost want to say i heard something along those no, lines because this, this no. is uh there's a brand new uh continent lemuria island lemuria they've been touting that this could be like the most like like substantial etrian uh like entry but i don't think they're reusing maps from the prior ones i'm looking forward to the It'd inevitable two to three cd soundtrack oh yeah <laughs> hell yeah yuzo koshiro mm, god um so <laughs> he's, he's he is god <laughs> he's so good yep uh, other like you know modes coming back uh from prior etrian games obviously character creation there's subclasses you need four difficulty modes uh the force boost force break mechanics uh gonna be in there so you know there's gonna be a lot to do here i think one of the coolest things uh f- for this game is the first print copies 
uh, over in Japan. Uh, have uh, guest illustrators for some of the classes, so you can like swap them out into like say the farmer. You can uh, swap the the main farmers uh, the farmer artwork out for uh, Shigatake from Vanilla Bears, like you know. Thing. Oh man! Oh yeah. man! I guess I'm uh, I guess I'm importing this. <laughs> man, you have um, Shiro Miwa, the Seventh Dragon 2020, and Code v- VFD character designer doing Night Seeker. Moto from the original Seventh Dragon doing Medic. The, the the neatest thing for a lot of people is Shigenori Soijima, the character designer from Persona 3, 4, and 5, is going to be among those guest illustrators, but they haven't specified what uh, artwork he's going to do. All they say it's going to be like a Project Re-Fantasy collaboration. That's all it says oh. under like the class thing. So it's... That's interesting. Yeah, that's going to be a, a big reveal. I'm sure it's going to... Will be the, the first among the first to hear of it. That's I'm excited to, to see what uh, that looks like. That's that's kind of awesome. on Amazon Japan now. <laughs> and order sent. It, hey, it, that that is one awesome way to to get people to buy a first print copy. Um, let's see, other than that, we have um, we'll we'll Just leave this a bunch of like Marvel Comics uh, illustrators to ours. <laughs> We have to sadly leave this uh, podcast on a somewhat bittersweet note. Um, the new mobile game that was announced uh, like a two years ago on a, like at a Sony conference, there were going to be new mobile entries for Wild Arms and Ark the Lad. Um, finally, they have kind of unveiled a little bit about the Wild Arms one. Wild Arms Million Memories is the name of the mobile game. And they have said that it's coming out uh, this year in Japan. Obviously, iOS and Android. Um, nothing really more about uh, it. They kind of unveiled the theme song, which is Million Memories, run uh, sung by Rin Akatsuki. Um, and, you know, that's that, that's all we have for right now. We don't know exactly what kind of game it's going to be, whether it's going to have a gotcha element or a proper RPG. Who fucking knows? It's Japan. They're going to have gotcha. <laughs> Most likely. Um, this is going to be... Um, uh, being developed by Forward Works, uh, that's a subsidiary from of Sony Interactive Entertainment. That's um their other game, I believe, is called Another Eden over there, and that has a really, really, really like a lot of praise from people who play that game. They say there, yeah, there's a, good things. Yeah, there's a lot of smart like elements to it. Even though there's like a gotcha element to it. There's a lot of smart elements and designs to it. So, looking forward to see what uh, what they're going to bring to the table for the Wild Arms series. Um, that's all we have for right now. So, if you're a Wild, Wild Arms fans, there, don't lose hope. But know that if you really want to play a new Wild Arms, it's going to be on your phone or iPad. Yeah, I think we're used to that by now. I mean, a lot of good uh, series in the past now becoming gotcha mobile games in the future. I'm interested to see if this has a chance in hell of getting localized. I know that we're kind of they're kind of slowly opening the doors on getting more of these Japanese mobile games localized bit by bit, but we'll see. Can't just yeah, you can't take it for granted. And I think that wraps up about the news. That's there's quite a bit this week. Um, Gotta have to use Tenso to get Etronazi. Oh well, (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Yeah, you got your Etron Odyssey cross order in. Well, soon. <laughs> Not quite now, but it's like, ooh, that box art's good too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you can find us over at rpgsite.net. 
You can find us on Twitter at RPG Site. You can find us on Facebook over at facebook.com slash RPG Site Net. YouTube, youtube.com slash RPG Site Net. Search up TetraCast on iTunes if you want to find us uh, on your favorite Google app. We'll be there as well. You might have to search up RPG Site instead of TetraCast. Try one or the other. Um, we'll pop up one way. Um, you can find us on Discord at discord.me slash RPG site. And you can find us over at Twitter. Adam, where can they find you over at Twitter? At A.M. Reese, R-E-E-S-E. James, where are you over at the social media? You can find me on Twitter at the suite at T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T. You can find me over at H.D. Kirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Um, I'm still kind of buried under the shitload of shows, of anime shows this season. Kind of seeing what I want to follow, what I want to don't. So there's a lot of fucking weird shit on that. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been it's been an aw- awesome fucking podcast, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. And we'll no see problem. you next time on the TetraCast. Mm-hmm.